Well, 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 welcome back after our week hiatus. It's been a while. It, it's been a while. Uh, for those of you who are wondering why we skimped out on uh, everything uh, for a week, <laughs> me and Brennan both happened to get uh, COVID at the same time, ironically. Um, so yeah, we decided to just take a week off and, uh, recuperate and yeah, just give ourselves a little bit of a break. It was, we uh, uh, we didn't think you guys wanted to hear us cough every four seconds. That too, that too, uh, audio quality wise, it wouldn't have been fantastic. Um, I still have my cough a little bit, so, um, it's not nearly as bad as it was, but if you guys hear me cough in the background, uh, that's why I'm still kind of getting over it a little bit. But I should go back to normal eventually, right? But, yeah, so welcome back. Uh, yeah, just just welcome back. Sorry for our week hiatus. <laughs> but so What do you want to start out with there, buddy? Uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's, let's start off with college. Cause I feel like that's, um, a weirder, weirder subject to kind of tackle. Okay. Um, but let's just get, uh, the, our opinions on the transfer portal right now, all the chaos that's kind of going on. Um, with all these students or college athletes, uh, you know, transferring essentially like on the whim of, you know, a wisp pretty much whenever they feel like it. Uh, I don't know. Like it just, it kind of baffles me how there's so many good players that, just all of a sudden want to leave their current program for another one. And it like, I think what makes it weird is that they're not necessarily all going to like the same place. It's not like all of them are leaving to go to Alabama or to go to Georgia or, you know, to go to a winning program necessarily, but it's like, they're all kind of just leaving for reasons that I don't really quite understand. Uh, one understanding I get from one of the transfers is um, just uh, Travis Di or Travis, yeah, Travis Die from uh, Oregon. Our well was our running back decided to enter the transfer portal. <clears throat> but what's so weird is that he enters the transfer portal. And, you know, you assume he's going to like a different school or whatever to go get more starting time or so. I don't I don't really know his whole reason on why he would want to leave the program. Uh, but he said in a statement that he wouldn't mind returning to the program after that um, or the following year. So what you're just going to leave the program, go to another school, play for them for one year and if things are looking better at Oregon, you're just going to go back or 
Like you're going to, I, I just, it doesn't make sense to me whatsoever, I guess. Uh, s- some of the reasonings on doing that, like for an educational purpose. Yeah, definitely. I could totally get that. You know, you got prereqs done or, you know, maybe your major changed a little bit and you have to go to a program that's, you know, better for that on the education side. Um, but I don't really see the point of it from a football standpoint, I guess. Um, cause that's just a little weird to me. Uh, I don't know. What, what do you think about it? Um, I think it's ruining college football. <laughs> yeah. Um, for the amount of people that are transferring, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's Since so August first, the start of the twenty one twenty two portal portal cycle. More than fourteen hundred FBS players have entered the portal. Jeez. That's eleven players for every one of the one hundred and thirty FBS schools. So, and... the problem that like I don't have a problem. Like if you if you're homesick and you want to go back home, I get it. Like Wondell Robinson did that with Nebraska. He mm-hmm. went back to Kentucky. He played one year at Kentucky, broke a receiving record, and now he's going into the NFL draft. I get it. Mm-hmm. If you're actually going to go back home, I understand. Even if you're not right. going back home, fine, whatever. If you don't feel like you want to battle, which isn't that the point of the sport, you're, you're battling for position, you're, you're trying yeah. to prove yourself, right, if you want to get to the next level – you should probably stay there because you're not going to go in the NFL and be a starter right away most of the time. Those are very no. few select guys that actually get a start right out the gate, right? <laughs> Special talent. So mm-hmm. not only are you showing NFL scouts that you don't want to prove yourself, but how do you think your family feels? How much time did they spend on you? Money, time, effort, you know, getting you to practice every day, whatever yeah. is the case. And you're sitting here in college you know, on a full ride scholarship, most likely, most of them are. And you're like, yeah, I'm not starting. So yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go to a different school. Yeah. So if we're going to allow these kids to do this, right. And it's, it's fine, whatever. I'm over the fact that they can do it. You know, it's okay. But let's make it to where they can only do it once or do it twice. Not, yeah. Four or five times, like JT Daniels. This is his second time in three years, I think, he's going to be transferring. You know, he went from Ohio State because he wasn't starting. Went down to Georgia. Well, Bennett got the starting position over JT Daniels because JT Daniels wasn't doing good enough. So they swapped him. Now he's transferring again. So that becomes a character issue in my eyes, right? Obviously, he doesn't want to fight for his spot. He just wants to walk on somewhere and start and not have competition. That's where it becomes an issue. Yeah. Cause it's like, I, I know you have to get noticed a little bit, but you know, at the same time you also have to realize that not all of these guys are going to make it, right. you know, that's like the harsh reality of playing college football is like, yeah, you're playing the sport. Yeah. You have, you know, opportunities here and there to, you know, make it. But in, in the grand scheme of things, like most of these kids aren't going to be on an NFL team, let alone start on an NFL team if they even get drafted. Some of them will be longtime backups. 
or third strings, depending on the position they play. You know, some of them will be right in the practice squad. They might not even be talented enough to make a roster, but they'll just barely make the the cut to make the practice squad, you know? And so <clears throat> that's why I think, you know, from a sports perspective, okay, I get it. You're not starting. It, it, it sucks. But, you know, I, I agree with you. It should only be the one time because you also have to think like, okay, from an education standpoint too, they've got to be suffering a little bit here and there, you know, some of them probably have to, you know, rework some of their classes to, cause not all of your classes transfer over and your credits, uh, when you transfer colleges, it just, that's not always how it works. Um, so I can only imagine the nightmare they're going through, um, in certain situations when they're transferring on the education level, you know, um, I'm just looking here at some of the transfers that have happened. Um, Oh, well, look how they... many look how many have transferred out of Alabama, right? Because oh, you yeah. brought up the point that they're not all just going to Alabama, or they're not all just going to one school. Eleven, I think it's up to eleven people have transferred from Alabama since the national championship game. Jeez. So if you if you're going to Alabama to play football, you should know either <laughs> you got to be top athlete, or you're probably not going to start. Yeah, you got to be cream of the crop to even play at Alabama. Right. But it's that's so crazy to me. And there are some colleges where, you know, and some programs that I totally get it. I totally get why you would want to transfer. They have so many guys in front of you. There's no way you're even going to be able to play. And, you know, I, I get it. Like, I'm sure Alabama's like that. I'm sure Georgia's like that. I know Oregon, for a fact, is like that. We have depth in so many positions that um, we're just, like, oh, we have half of our team sitting on the bench just because we're, we're all, rotating over and over All it's doing again. is creating an issue where you can't have depth in college sports anymore. Yeah, yeah. That, that's all like, it is. You know, well, and like some of them, you know, maybe you're not starting because you need to develop a little bit more, right. you know, like, and, and unlike the NFL, you know, it's not like these guys are all going to be in front of you for the rest of your career. Right. You know, right. they have a limited time on the, on the roster themselves. Most of the time you're most likely sitting behind a guy that's been in the position starting for at least a couple years, you know, at least most of the time <laughs> you will be a junior or a sophomore before yeah. you start. Yeah. Because and, most and, of the time you get redshirted as a freshman. If you're good enough, they'll redshirt you. So that gives you an extra year to play. Yeah. You don't you, play so you over realistically that can have five, You realistically can have five years if you redshirt in college. Right. And so I just and some of and, these guys have COVID years, so that's six years. Like Adrian Martinez, yeah. he's going to be playing for six years in college. See, and it's like that's. I, I think going back to your point too, you know, these guys are getting scholar full ride scholarships just to play. You know, their families are slaving away to make sure that they can achieve this dream. You know, maybe they're working too. I don't know, but I. 
I know for a fact it's got to be hard working, going to school, and playing a D1 sport if you're not already in another one to stay in shape for, you know, your current one. And so, you know, like, I get it, you know, it's, it's, so, it sucks if you're doing it for sports reasons, but. So I, I've talked to people, right. And I, I've told you that, like, I've talked to my dad about this situation and yeah, he, he has a good point. Maybe they should make it to where you got to sit out a year Ooh. or sit out two years. Oof. I no, wouldn't I, say two years. I feel like no, two years, would be two too years much. is a little harsh. Maybe if you want to transfer again, maybe it's two years, right? So you transfer yeah. once, okay, whatever, you can play, right? You transfer twice, okay, you're out a year, right? You transfer yeah. again, then it kind of becomes more of a you gotta wait two years before you can play. Yeah. Um, but maybe even transferring once, maybe you gotta sit out a year. Because obviously it's too easy to just go transfer and then you're playing football the next year. You know, a year yeah. is a long time to not play football and to keep at a high level of football, right? Yeah. If yeah. you're if you're a college athlete, you want to try to play every year you can because obviously you gotta keep at that at that form. So taking a year off for a lot of guys is detrimental, right? To their to their progression, to how they, you know, get going. So I'm not, I'm not against the what, sit a year idea. It would, it might deter some kids from uh, hitting yeah. the road so fast. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's true. Because like, in, in, in everyone, or at least in my eyes, you know, you transfer to you transfer to go to a different college because you're wanting to further your education or, and or, you know, uh, be closer to home or, you know, maybe make it easier for you to, you know, whatever personal reasons you have it. But ultimately, it's to better your education, you know. And so it's not always for the sports aspect. Right. And, you know, I, I get it. It, I, I agree. I think it's just weird. Cause like, I don't want to see them be sat for a year, but also like, we got to come up with something to deter them <laughs> to do. It yeah. So well, yeah. And I'm sure these colleges are losing money on it too. Right. Because they're putting, they're investing into the, into their athletes and their athletic programs to make sure that they're, you know, up to par with all the other colleges and better than some, you know, they're, they're putting money into these, into recruiting them and into, you know, making sure that they have a good football program in general, or just a good athletics program period. Um, but yeah, I, so a good, a good example, right? And this mm -hmm. is the only one I can think of. I'm not trying to pick on them or anything, but this is the only example I can think of, okay? Is uh, Luke McCaffrey. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. He uh, came from Valor High School, obviously in Colorado. Mm -hmm. Committed to Nebraska. Stayed there. Then he transferred. Okay? Yeah. Well, he transferred to Louisville, right? 
Yeah. That's how long he stayed at Louisville. Maybe a week. And then he transferred again to Rice. Mm. So that's that. That's where that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's true. It, you just you just transfer. You gotta then, put more thought into it instead right. of just on the you know wisp of a limb. Right. You just mm-hmm. transferred, and you get there, and you're like, oh, I don't like the culture. Like, screw this place. I'm out. Like, <laughs> weren't you going there for other reasons, just for football? Yeah. Shouldn't when you? it's like you, you would think that they would schedule like a visit or something, like. Because normally colleges have orientations or they'll have like campus tours and everything to show you around and, you know, make sure that it's something that you actually want to do. Oh, yada, spent yada, several yada. months with Louisville. Sorry, it wasn't a week. A week was a little dramatic. Several it's still months. not a long time. No, it's still not a long time. No, that's no. it's not long at all. Yeah, that's, that's less than, you know, a year. So, but... Yeah, I, I I will say, though, hypothetically speaking, if some of these guys are good and they've, they're already starters, because there are some guys that are full-fledged starters, they've been on, you know, the starting program for a while now, if they keep transferring and, you know, colleges have them at the starting position on the depth chart. Don't you think the NFL would probably NFL teams would look at that and be like, you know, red flag just because like, okay, if we draft this guy, you know, what's going to deter me from drafting him? Oh, here's something. He has a commitment issue. Why am I going to waste a draft pick on a guy that's supposed to be a starter, you know, right out the gate. But if he's unhappy with where he's at, why do I want to risk losing him and risk making draft Yeah, yeah. It's like a relationship, right? Yeah. It it almost makes you question if they're a good locker room. Right. If you have commitment issues, then why is is your partner going to stick around, right? Yeah. They know you're afraid to, like, stick it out through thick and thin why then why are they gonna even date you yeah i i think it's gonna start turning into that to be honest with you with nfl teams i think nfl teams are going to really start looking into it i wouldn't be shocked you know and it's like you know you don't always have to be a starter to get drafted you can be a second third string guy and make it on a roster but i mean those are from the teams that actually want to take a chance on you. And the more reason you give them to not take that chance, the less likely you're going to, you know, be able to play period at the next level, you know? So it just, so I'm going back to McCaffrey, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously these guys are transferring because they think the grass is greener on the other side. Right? Yeah. That's kind of what you're doing. You're kind of dumping a chick and going out with another chick because you think she's, you know, grass is greener on the other side, per se. Um, in 2020, his stats were he was 48 for 76 with 63 completion uh, percent for 466 yards, one touchdown, six interceptions, and his um, passer rating was a 103.2. <laughs> This year at Rice, he threw 31 for 62 at 50%, 313 yards. 
his average per pass was a whole yard less, and he threw two touchdowns for and four interceptions, and his passer rating was a 90.1. Yes. Kind of looks like he should have stayed there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, this decision not only can hurt them in the long run, but it can hurt how they perform right. in general. It can hurt how people look at you, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm looking at some of the transfer portal rules and stuff. Um, when they entered the transfer portal, they surrendered their scholarships from their current school. Okay. Figured that would be the case. Obviously, they're not going there anymore. So, um, so you're taking that risk that you might not get another scholarship. If the player changes his mind and chooses not to tra to transfer, the school could maintain that scholarship for the player as if they have not actually transferred at that point. But that rarely happens. So as soon as they hit the market, it's over. Like more likely than not, they're not they're getting not. those trans yeah, they're not getting the scholarships back. Yeah. So as soon as they announce it, as soon as it becomes a done deal, it like so that makes me question even more Travis Die. It's like, okay, well, if you're planning on coming back, you do realize that you're not gonna be treated the same way as you were when you were first here. Yeah. Because in my eyes, and this is just hypothetical rambling, but let's say each wherever he goes, he was a starter, he enjoyed it, he was, you know, good, or however his career turned out, he decides to go back to Oregon. What if Oregon has a new running back core? What if he's no longer the starter there, like he was a year, uh, two years ago? You know, it just, not only are you not getting your scholarships back, but you're also not starting like you were a year ago. <coughs> but, yeah, it, it's so crazy. Um, I just, I don't really get a lot of the reasoning and the logic behind a lot of these transfers. Um, it just doesn't make sense from a logical standpoint as a college student myself, <laughs> you know, cause like one well, who's to say that they're going to be able to get a scholarship, you know, at that other school, maybe they right. have to start paying out of pocket at the new school. Yeah. Which Begs another question. Do you think that certain schools can will start to recruit from their from opposite teams and like start hitting up student athletes like, hey, see you're not getting a whole lot of starting time over there. We can use one of our scholarships on you if you decide to hit the transfer portal out after this season. Or I wonder if that's going on. I don't know if there's a real against it, but I think with this new NIT stuff where athletes are getting paid, mm -hmm. I think that could be a possibility of being like, hey, if you come here. Um, speaking of which, uh, just kind of spitball off of that. 
something did happen recently with that. Um, hold on. I, I know what you're talking about. That I can't remember his name. Uh, uh. Ooh, fun. 16 college athletes already getting paid under the new NCAA rule. Nice. Um, but no, I, uh, uh, who was it? There's a controversy right now going on between Oregon, I think Alabama, and then I think Miami as well. Don't quote me on that. I know Oregon's involved, um, but I don't know. I, I remember you saying something a few weeks ago about maybe Cristobal was kind of getting out because stuff was going down. <clears throat> kind of reminds me of the time when uh, Chip Kelly left. And there was some weird, like, stuff, shady stuff going on behind the scenes as well. Um around the time he left. Oh, uh, well. you're talking about Die on how maybe Die is uh thinking about following Miami. No, it was a pay Miami. it was no, it was a pay paying players situation. Oh. <clears throat> but it was like under this weird like loophole thing or company that was like sponsoring these schools but they were also paying players through the sponsorship or something. It was, it's really weird. I, I can't remember where I found it. Um, I'm kind of searching for it, but um, I'll let you know that comes back up, but <clears throat> yeah, it just, it's possible that I could just see this becoming like a new free agency, maybe like make it a rule. Okay. You can't transfer in the middle of the season you have to finish out the season kind of like a, um, well, unless, unless they, no, nah, that would be crazy. I was thinking like maybe they treat it like a free agency at the end of the season. Students can kind of do what they want at the end of the season, uh, test out free agency or whatever, what have you test out college free agency <laughs> or <coughs> maybe they'll start trading players. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like that would be really complicated because you also have to think from the educational standpoint, like, okay, technically I can't trade this player because they won't be able to finish their degree at your school, you know, that right. kind of stuff. So, but I just, <laughs> I don't like this. I don't, I don't like this one bit. And it's not because my school or, your school or, you know, anyone in particular is losing a bunch of players. It's just that. It seems you know, like it's I, an easy way to get out. Yeah. Although I will say depth chart wise and like just roster wise in general, I feel like it'll kind of balance itself out a little bit. Yeah. Cause I don't know. I just, I feel like you're most colleges aren't going to lose that much depth. Like, yeah, they're losing players, but they're also gaining players too at, at, at the same time. So as soon as one player hits the transfer portal, you know you're going to get one back in return, you know, maybe two, depending on your uh, depending on your college and your program. But 
we'll see. Guess only time will tell uh, with what the NCAA wants to do with this. Would would the NCAA deal with this? Yeah, I guess they would. But yeah, uh, time will tell. It, it's it's such a chaotic mess. I just I have a headache looking at the giant list of students that have like already committed to new colleges. Um, that Oklahoma quarterback is going to South Carolina. Caleb? Uh, Lillard. Yeah, thank you. There's still Caleb Williams out there, too. Oh, yeah. Jeez, what is Oklahoma going to do? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I know Nebraska's do- looking better off than Oklahoma. Yeah, well, they can uh, take Bo Nix if they want him. <laughs> just kidding. I don't mind Bo Nix. I just I think it's not a, a little harsh. Well, who knows? He might not even start. So you never know. Still have to earn your spot there, man. Just because you were a starter at one place doesn't mean you're automatically going to be one at the new one. That is true. But. Yeah. Well, next subject. Um, since we're on the topic of football, um, let's talk about this wild card weekend that we had that was so overly hyped up. Oh. That feels like Thursday night football games, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of college football games, uh, you don't think of wild card weekend in the NFL being like the first weekend of bowl games uh, at the end of a college season. We had out of the six games that were played two games that were actually games. And one of those wasn't a game until the very end. And that Both one of them were kind of like that, though, if you think about it. I, uh, I guess that's true. That's true. Like, I feel like the Bengals, the Bengals had them the whole game, but I feel like they started losing their footing and the, they started letting the Raiders right. hit the gas. Right. But, you know, in the 49ers Cowboys situation, it's it, kind of the same way. Yeah. 49ers did dominate the most of the game, but the Cowboys tried turning on the jets but i will give credit to that 49ers defense they were doing their part yeah i think it was more so yeah they lost like two of their main guys out of that game that that is true they Mm -hmm. did and they still kept them down yep so i think there's a lot to be said based off of this weekend um first off uh Let's just go through these games. Have your take on them. <coughs> and uh, we'll we'll go from there. We'll make a prediction after you ha- after we get your takes on the games that we had this weekend. So first up is the Raiders Bengals game. Um what'd you think of the Raiders? What'd you think of the Bengals? The Raiders impressed me. Um Really? Raiders, uh, 
for what they've gone through this year. Oh they, yeah. They have been really resilient. Um, obviously we missed last week, so we didn't get to talk about the Raider Charger game that went down. Yeah. Um four games in a row yeah. to make the playoffs. Yeah. Uh it's unbelievable what that that coach did with the Raiders, right? Um, mm-hmm. Keep that team together. You got the rug situation. You had the John Gruden situation, the GM situation, like, you know, office issues, upper management issues, I should say. So yeah. a lot of turmoil, um, players getting DUIs, stuff like that. Um, yeah. So to keep all those guys focused on the main goal to win football games, to try to get to the playoffs so they can try to get a Super Bowl is impressive. Mm-hmm. And I think – a lot of NFL teams should look at that that coach, honestly, because I think he could do something if he actually, you know, got to take over a team and actually get it build what he wants. And he took over Gruden's team, right? Gruden built that team. So it's not really the team that he built or had any say in. He might have had some say in the build, but probably not much. Um, but the Raiders – Impress me a lot. Yeah. I, I figured the Bengals would win. Yeah. Joe Burrow looked really comfortable for his first yeah. playoff. Yeah, he, he did. Really comfortable. Uh you don't and... you didn't get the uh the first playoff game welcome to the NFL jitters. Mm-mm. No, he did not. Yeah. Jamar Chase and him are a deadly duo. Oof, tell me about it. Deadly duo. Yeah. Uh so them going up to Tennessee, I could see them walking away with a W in Tennessee. Uh, if Tennessee doesn't get to Burrow early, it might be a long day for Tennessee. Yeah, uh, I know Derrick Henry's coming back. I get it. That's their that's their horse. That's their pony. That's what they need. But everybody forgets he's been out for how long. They're not going to mm-hmm. play him. 130%. Yeah, if they do, they're just begging him to get injured again. Right, and possibly ruin the length of his career, right? You got to start thinking long-term. Yeah, um, possibly ruin his whole career, period. I know he's older already. Like, he's not the youngest, you know, running back. Yeah. Uh, but it would not surprise me one bit if the Bengals went into Tennessee and beat him. Yeah. <laughs> would not surprise me. The Buccaneer Eagle game. I don't know why the Eagles got so much hype going into that game. Dude, they were hyping up that game, period. <laughs> I don't know why. I I get it because the Bucs struggle against run, right? The running offenses. Yeah. And the Eagles were doing really good at running. That whole game, the Eagles never ran the football, though. No, they didn't. They didn't really push them. They nope. were trying to just throw the football. Yeah. Uh, and the I Bucs think having that. Well, and I think what didn't help was the fact that their defense decided to take the day off and let the Buccaneers score on almost every drive. So, like, it to in the Eagles' defense, I see why they were starting to get a little desperate and throw the ball more than run it because at some point you got to say, okay, are we going to keep playing catch-up or are we actually going to try to win this game? And so I, I get it to a point, but also, like, you have to make sure your defense can step it up 
and you do have to play fundamental football. I mean, they still got up to 15 points and you know, they, if they could have done that, they easily could have scored another 15 to at least make it a game, you know? Yeah. They probably still could have lost, but I mean, one half of football, you score 15 points. The other half, you could have scored the other. That's that's how I see it. Um, double check my facts here, but uh, hurry up and load. Da, 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 da. There it is. Boom. Huh. Literally, all of their 15 points that they scored was in one quarter. They yeah. could have scored that in the first two quarters and made it a game. Go for two a couple times to make it, you know, more interesting or to tie it up, whatever. But at the end of the day, they scored 15 points in one quarter. You know, I know Tampa Bay kind of got a, the upper leg on you in the first quarter, but you still kind of ran the ball. Right. The best way to stop Tampa Bay from scoring is to keep the ball away from Tom Brady. Right. Quit giving him the ball back. If you have to run the clock and, you know, waste some time, do it. Less time that they have to score on the field. Plus, I mean, there are a lot of four and outs in that game for the Eagles. So that just <clears> – <throat> the more you run the ball, the more rest you give your defense. It's just basic fundamentals. That's all I'm saying. The Bills-Patriots game. Yep. Was an absolute crap show. Yeah, I will say I wasn't surprised the Bills won, though. No, I'm not either. Um, yeah. It was hard for me. I thought it would be in close, right? Like, yeah. I know the Bills went into Foxborough and beat them pretty bad. Yeah. And I understand that the weather, the 60-mile-an-hour winds, was a yeah. factor in the first meeting when the Patriots just absolutely ran the football down their throats and didn't care. Yeah. I thought that they would – you know, do that maybe, again. Maybe I'm crazy, but I would try to do it again. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, it works well, you, so had well like condi- you had similar conditions in, you know, this game. It was just cold, right? Yeah. It wasn't as windy, but it was cold. Yeah. The one throw by Mac Jones was not a bad throw. If that wide receiver would have caught the ball, that would have been a dime. Mm-hmm. The cornerback came out of nowhere. Or the safety, I think it was a safety. One of the safeties just came out of nowhere, slid, intercepted the ball, and you knew the Patriots were in trouble when that happened. Yeah. Because then Mac Jones was, you know, it showed us he was vulnerable. <laughs> um, I I would be watching out for the Patriots next year, though. If they're oh, yeah. that good with a rookie quarterback. Yeah. I can only imagine what they would do with a nice free agent haul. And some more draft picks to give him some depth at wide receiver and maybe a better O-line. Yeah. Well, their O-line really isn't that bad. I guess no. just work on the defense a little bit more and then maybe give him some more depth at wide receiver and tight end. Their defense was a little uh, back and forth this year, and I think it just caught up to him. Yeah, and that happens. You know, it just you can't always have the most consistent defense every single year. And to be fair for what the Patriots have gone through in the past two years, what with losing Brady, losing half of their roster and then gaining some of it back just in the past year is really incredible. And to be able to come back 
essentially just take a year off and then come back and start, you know, making the playoffs again like they used to. Shows you is what, what type impressive. Of franchise it's ran, right? Oh yeah. yeah. It's like a machine, dude. Yeah, that that New nuts. England team is like a well oiled machine. They mm-hmm. and I what? think that's why a lot of people don't like them. Is because yeah. it's jealousy. Yeah. But it's you know, yeah you know, people knock on, you know, Bill Belichick in the system and, right. you know, why they can't, the you know, keep good players at, you know, certain positions and this and that. But let's be honest here. No Belichick, no Robert Kraft. Like you wouldn't have this Patriots team be as good as they are right now. You have to give all of this credit to the front office and the coaching staff. You know, the fact that they're able to keep this team going you know, and stay competitive for this long is in its own a miracle. Like, it's just amazing. There are not a lot of teams that can say that they don't hardly ever touch or let alone graze the top 10 picks for the first round of the NFL draft, you know, without trading for them. But, man, the Patriots are one of those teams that you you never see them with a top 10 pick because they earned that pick, you know, if they got it, it's because of the trade. It's not because they were that bad. <laughs> Even last year too, they were, I mean, they weren't the greatest team and you, you know, you didn't see anything happening to them, but they were still staying decently competitive. <clears throat> yeah. But. Um, it, so that game was just – I turned that game off like at halftime. <laughs> I'll be honest. I didn't watch much of the second half. It was harsh for me to watch it. In quarantine, I was like, all right, I'm bored. Yeah. Um, I uh, I definitely watched the whole thing just because I'm a Bills fan. So, well, the second team's the Bills. Right. So, I, I watched it just out of the pure joy of seeing the Patriots lose. But, um, yeah, I – you know, I, I watched the whole thing maybe for bias reasons, but I mean, aside from that, I did have the Bills winning it. Um, as much as I could see the Patriots possibly pulling the upset, I just don't think they were ready yet. Um, you know, with a rookie quarterback, with a new team, pretty much uh, completely different from what you saw, you know, when Brady was under center and, you know, just they got some youth on their team. They got some guys that, you know, we don't need a little bit more development. And, you know, they'll they'll be back at it again next year. They proved that. So um, I mean, as, as far as I'm concerned, they've been improving every year since they've lost Brady. So um they'll they'll be fine. But definitely had the Bills in this one. I didn't have them blowing them out. Uh, but I did have the Bills winning this one. Uh minor cowboy game. Yeah, I wasn't surprised at that one. I think both of us called the Cowboys losing in week one. Yeah. Um, Whatever first game they would have had, they were going to lose. If it was yeah. the divisional round, as them as one seed, they were going to lose. If they were in the wild card, they were going to lose. This yeah, they have the first round by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like, you also have to think, too, this 49ers team was not a pushover team. No, like even going into the game, 
they had to win out. I think they they also went on a winning streak towards the end of the season too, didn't they, to make the playoffs? I think so. I think they went they on a three-game win streak and the Raiders went on a four. Yeah, they game. had to do something to like – to even be in contention yeah. just to be in the hut. But um, I know week week 18 really went in their favor, but still they, they did have to work for that spot to be in there. So they, uh, they showed the video of them coming out of the locker room. Mm-hmm. Boom box. Oh, and I saw that. that. Just that video. Mm-hmm. You knew the Cowboys were in trouble. Yeah. Like those Niners were just, they were there. Yeah, they were ready. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Cowboys were ready, but oof, they definitely Niners. didn't look ready. No, they, uh... well, and I will, I will say this: the Cowboys, <laughs> along with the Arizona Cardinals, are one of the worst home teams this year. Period. Cowboys have lost some of their worst games at home. Arizona has lost most of their games at home. I think they're like, we'll, we'll get to Arizona later, but not that it even they mattered were, if they were they away. Were eight, and, eight and one away, Arizona. Yeah. And they only won three games at home. So realistically, the Cardinals should have won at home. I mean, this last game. <laughs> they should have. Statistically <sighs> speaking, they had quote-unquote, the advantage. But um, let's be real here. Uh, The Rams just decimated the Cardinals Um, in all four quarters. It just – it wasn't even a – yeah, it just – it wasn't even a competition at that point. Kyler Murray couldn't get anything going on the pass. They relied on him too much. They were, you know, and I – He's not that type of quarterback. No. <laughs> yet he might turn out to be one but not very yeah. yeah i i do like kyler murray i just i don't know if he was really prepared for the playoffs yeah like that's a whole nother atmosphere that's a whole nother intensity same with yeah. same with uh uh hurts yep yeah, Jalen Hurts and Kyler Murray both looked like they they didn't really they didn't, they know what they were doing that. there, if they belonged or yeah. you know they looked like deers in front of headlights. Yeah. One, you gotta admit, the Rams applied the pressure on the defense. Rams. Looked their defense looked like they should. Yeah, all season that that's how I expected them to play since they got Von Miller, yeah. and then. You know, I was expecting them to do this with OBJ, you know, okay. when they got him. But maybe it they're just playing, maybe they're playing. Uh, you know, dead. You know, they know this is it. This is it. Because you got guys who, you know, have been on the team for a while. They're tired of going into the playoffs and not doing anything. You've got guys that have been to the Super Bowl still on that roster and coming up just short. And then you have some of the other guys that have either never been able to make a Super Bowl, like Matt Stafford, or you got have guys that want another taste of it, like Von Miller, you know, who have had that opportunity to win a championship. So I think they got a lot of interesting pieces on this team, veteran and youth. Uh, they're, 
very deep in the roster and they have the experience to do what they need to do to win this game or to, uh, to win the, at least the NFC title. But um, finally, let's talk about the Steelers chiefs game and then we'll get our predictions for um, the next non close game. Yeah, the don't let the point. first half of and then turned it off. Yeah, I I didn't even finish watching the first half. I don't think. I think I, I just watched the first either. quarter, and and no, I I think I sat through halftime and then I was like, eh, see ya. Yeah. Um, but yeah, don't for those of you who didn't watch the game, don't let the twenty one points fool you. Uh, it was not like that when I left. It was um, I think they had one touchdown and it was like. They were the car, the Chiefs were up by like 20 points, I think. It was 21 to 7 at halftime. Yeah. It's pretty, uh, yeah. I was like, why am I guessing on this? I have the stats right here. Yeah. Interesting, interesting, though, how they kept it competitive in the first quarter up until the second quarter happened. And then. They just fell apart. I guess as soon as Pittsburgh scored, everything just fell apart. Yeah. The Chiefs were like, oh, you want to play? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, we'll play. See you. Yeah. I mean, at least they scored in every quarter, unlike uh, the Eagles, who decided to turn on the Jets at the in the fourth quarter. Um, but I don't know, man. It just... Out of all these games, the only one I enjoyed watching the whole time was the 49ers-Cowboys game, and that was just because I was enjoying seeing the 49ers beat the Cowboys. The other you know one I enjoyed funny? was the Bills, and that was for bias reasons. You know what's funny? Other than that, meh. Is the media, right? <laughs> The mainstream media. I guess you can yeah. consider us media to a point, right? Quote, unquote. And we are. Um, mainstream media. I'm talking Fox, ESPN, CBS, mm-hmm. you know, those. Talking about, oh, like a couple weeks ago, right? Maybe not even a couple weeks ago. Maybe a little bit longer. I don't know. But I definitely heard it throughout the year. Oh, Cowboys, man, they seem legit, man. They... They're contenders. They're they're gonna be some. They they could actually do it this year. You know they they got all the pieces. The defense is looking really stout. Da 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 da. Yeah. And then the 49ers come in and beat them. And then it's like, well, we saw that one coming. Like, like no, you didn't. You were hyping them up all season. Y'all didn't see nothing coming. First yeah. Off, you all thought the 49ers were trash. Yeah. You thought the 49ers didn't belong there. And... This is like this. You know what this reminds me of? The time when the Broncos went into Dallas and absolutely annihilated the Cowboys at home. I think that's where I knew the Cowboys were in trouble. Yeah, is when they like, okay. went in and beat the snot out of the Cowboys with their starting lineup. Keep in mind, and. I think if I remember that game correctly, the Broncos didn't have all their starters in that game. No, they did not. So to, 
to be fair, like if you thought the Cowboys were going to go win you guys a Super Bowl at the end of that game, I would say props for being a very loyal and dishonest Cowboys fan. Um, I'm sure they appreciate it at Jerry World. But um, other than that, you got to get your brain checked out, man. It just, I, when you and me both, I think all season we're like, okay, when is this train going to, going to, you know, wreck? Yeah. Reminds me of the year when the Cowboys went to the playoffs and faced the Packers and got beat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Remember the hype train on back behind that team? That was Dax for sure, I think. Yeah. Because the Cowboys won the wild card game or something, or no, they didn't even win the wild card game. They were a one and done. Um, But it's, you know, all they had to do, all teams have to do to beat the Cowboys, don't throw it digs on defense. Yep. And don't get me wrong, the Niners didn't play the best football, right? The Niners didn't go in there and play the greatest football. The Cowboys helped them with the 14 penalties, right? Mm -hmm. And starting to do dumb stuff. And then they're doing, you know, the holding late in the game. So don't get me wrong. The Niners didn't play perfect football. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But the Cowboys Cowboys were shooting themselves in the foot too, man. No. 14 penalties is unacceptable. Yeah. Especially for a team that is playoff worthy. Period. And if they were going to beat the Niners – they were going to beat the Niners, and they were going to go face. I don't know who they would have faced if they would have beat the Niners. Uh, um, they would have beat the Niners, and everything would have stood as oh, it, it would have been Tampa Bay, huh? Yeah, they would have played Tampa Bay because I think they were technically no. Yeah, yeah they, they were a higher. They were the Bay. higher seed. They were a higher seed than the Rams. Yeah. So Packers would be playing the Rams, and then Cowboys would be playing the Bucks. That would be interesting. Yeah, would. both of them. Both of them are pretty. They got weak spots. Um, <coughs> so, I think we're getting off track. But either I way, just, I I don't get it. I just it. That's why I really stopped listening to talk shows on yeah. those media platforms. The only talk show I really listen to is the Pat McAfee. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. I'll watch like Colin Coward and I'll watch a little bit of ESPN just to get like sometimes a nove. Yeah. Just to get a nove, like what's going on just to stay up, up to date on everything. But other than that, it's like, you know, I form my own opinion on everything and, you know, we encourage you guys to do the same, but yeah. So let's uh, get to these predictions. So first off uh, on Saturday, we have, Bengals at the Titans, and then we have the Niners at the Packers. Um, who do you have in the Bengals-Titans game? Bengals. Bengals. Any reason why? Uh, I don't think the Titans can stop Jamar Chase. <coughs> See, I'm a little torn on this one. And I, I think... know, and I know for a fact the Titans are going to get stubborn, and if the run game does not work, they're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So they're not, like, 
they've never really established themselves as the dual threat team like the Bengals have. Bengals can run and pass the ball, right. and they have a, a decently stout defense. So, yeah, okay, I'll agree with you on that one. I'll I'll take the Bengals in that one too. <coughs> You know, Niners you and can, Packers. You and can kind of, you can kind of consider that an upset. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, an upset. Yeah. Niners and Packers. I got Packers. I just don't think that they can stop the Packers. The Packers are the most consistent team in the NFL this year. Yeah, you went from a very inconsistent Dallas team to a very good and well-run Packers team. Um, it For just, all that off-season drama, they don't look like they had drama, do they? No, they don't. They don't. Well, and it's like, you know, the Niners did get the game essentially handed to them. Pretty much. Considering the Cowboys kept causing penalties on positive plays at the wrong time. And, you know, their playing wasn't the greatest in general. Um to really set themselves up to make it a game that the 49ers had to keep clawing and scratching their way to win. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. I got the Packers for sure. Um, and then Sunday we have the Rams and bucks and then man, to end the night, we got the bills and chiefs. So who do you got in the Rams and bucks and why the Rams, if they play the defense like they did. Tom Brady's been proven that, I mean, any quarterback, you put pressure on them, you're not going to succeed very well. Yeah. Brady's been very, uh, very known for not being very great under pressure. And right. those of you who are scowling at me and tearing your hair out when I say that, look at what Denver did to him when they won the Super Bowl and it's Super Bowl 50. Right. You know, and look at what. Yep, and the Eagles. Look what the Eagles did to him. Granted, yes, Brady can still make it competitive. I'll give him that. But they don't always win because that defense just so happens to pressure him at the right time to where he just makes the mistake that he needs to in order to seal it up. The Rams did beat the Bucks pretty handily this year. So it is a revenge game. And Brady does really well in revenge games. Mm-hmm. However, so there's that. Yeah. However, the Rams also didn't have certain players on their roster that they have today. It's true. Also, the Bucks will be missing some key players on that team as well. That's so in my eyes, I just I think the advantage goes to the Rams a little bit more. I think it'll be a competitive game for one. I don't think the Bucks being home has anything advantage-wise. It's not like no. going up to Lambeau, per se, you know, where you got to yeah. the weather and the team. Yeah. Here you got to deal with really nice sunny conditions and maybe a little bit of heat stroke. Just and rain. stay hydrated. Yeah. I guess do Floridans count as a uh, as an issue or as a, a – a road bump for teams to get over. Floridans, do they count the citizens? I, I, I don't know. Let them deal with them. <laughs> maybe, maybe they put yeah. some alligators on the field. Yeah, just do the gator chomp. Yeah. 
Hey, maybe uh, that's what the NFL needs to do. Yeah. Go go to uh, Gainesville. Have an NFL game at Gainesville. Yeah. Just have the university show up. Then it'll be home field advantage. <clears throat> the swamp. Uh, the Chiefs and Bills. Yep. Man, I'm picking a lot of weight teams. This might backfire bad on me. It might. I'm picking Buffalo. Yeah, I'm picking Buffalo too. Now, here's the thing. Out of all four games that are being played this weekend, <coughs> which one game, if you had to pick, the winner of this game, no matter which side it's on, is going to the Super Bowl? The Packers. Really? No, I'm saying no matter who wins the game. So both, if you had to pick oh. one game, no matter who wins that game, winner of that game is going to the Super Bowl most likely. Bills and Chiefs. Yep. It's a rematch of the AFC Championship game last year. Yeah. I'm sad to say the Chiefs have proved me wrong this year. I'll admit it. They've stepped up. They've won a few games. They've adapted to the defenses. Um, so they're looking scary, but uh, what Buffalo did to New England is something else. Well, and what, let's think of this too here. Weather aside, because it was affecting the Bills too. Right. Um, and Josh Allen even said like he gets a weird like cramp thing in his foot when it's too cold out. Um, not the topic, but regardless, it was affecting both teams. Right. So weather aside, and they you know, just beat the Chiefs a couple weeks ago at the Chiefs. <clears throat> yeah, but let's also think of it this way. You know, the Patriots are a really well-run te team. We, we said this already. You don't usually beat them this badly either. It's very unlike them to get blown out. They do lose, but they usually don't get blown out. Now, that defense was the best I've ever seen that defense play all season. The offense was ran very well as also. And for once, might I add, I'm not mistaken, the Bills actually showed that they can run the ball, which was a problem for them all season. Let me double-check my fact there, but I'm pretty sure they ran decently well. Uh, the Bills, yep. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, they ran the Bell five. They ran the ball just fine. They got over 100 yards rushing, over over 300 yards passing. They were fine. But yes, they could run the ball. Um, so yeah, I mean, just looking at this Bills team. Now, here's the other thing, too. The Chiefs will give you opportunities to, to beat them. They will. They just, they always have. That's been their thing this year. And last year, too, depending on who they were playing. But this year, almost every team they've played so far has given has been given a chance to beat the Chiefs. It's all a matter of how well do they execute on those opportunities to beat them. You know, 
for the preseason game last weekend. The Chiefs didn't score in the first quarter. If the Pittsburgh Steelers didn't have Big Ben, or if they could have figured out what to do on offense, they could have made it a very more contested game and had the more me- the momentum in their side. You know? Uh, I would argue this last game that they were in uh, before <clears throat> the uh, well, week 18. So before the playoffs, you know, look at how the Broncos did against them. No one has ever seen the Chiefs do that with the Broncos since Patrick Mahomes has been under center. The Broncos have never been that close to beating the Chiefs, let alone have the lead for the first three quarters. I think they had it all three quarters. Let me, I'm double checking. But yeah, all three quarters, they had the lead until the fourth quarter. If they just would have figured something out on offense, coaching, what what have you, if they would have just scored one more time to seal the deal, they would have won the game. So this Chiefs team, unlike past versions, give you opportunities to beat them. So with that, if the Bills play like they did last time, they execute very well, play smart football, don't get desperate when times are down. They could easily walk into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs. I'm not going to say it's going to be by a lot. I think it'll still be a fun game. It'll be competitive. But yeah, I yeah, this is going to be a really interesting game to watch. That's going to be the game I'm going to watch like like a hawk. That's that's my game of the week right there. Just because I feel like no matter who wins that game, you know, they're they're essentially Super Bowl bound. I think we're gonna see whoever represents the AFC win this game. Um Rams and Bucks, you could kind of make the same argument there, but I just I don't think the Bucks are gonna be good enough to make it past the NFC championship game. If they do, because you have to also think the Packers are on a revenge tour if they beat if they play the Buccaneers in the NFC Championship game and they beat the Niners. Because that's another thing, too. The Bills are trying to prove that they're not going to repeat of what they did last time. That they were playing the Chiefs in the playoffs. So. That's just my take on it. Yeah, should be a very fun weekend for football. Um, last little tidbit here before we sign off um, our segment. Just the coaching situations. Um, a lot of coaching vacancies happened pretty much immediately after the um, well, after the season ended. Mm, sorry, we're gonna all the vacancies. Oh, that's not it at all. There's six, seven, eight, eight vacancies. We got the Raiders, the Broncos, 
the Jags, Miami. Which, the Giants. First off, Miami should have never fired their head coach. Brian Need Flores me. was turning that that I almost said program. Holy smokes, we're not in college. Yeah. Almost was turning that football team around. Um, yeah. After all the rumors of them getting to Sean, went away. Tua got comfortable, um, and he started performing, and they almost made the playoffs. <laughs> almost. Yeah. They were not that far away. Uh, Chicago, Minnesota, Giants, and the Houston Texans. Yeah. Uh, but can you really blame the Texans for being that bad, given the, the part that they were dealt? Yeah, no, you can't blame it on the coach. No, you lost your starting quarterback. You lost, you know. It's kind of a joke. It kind of shows you what uh, what that organization is in right now. Yeah. Well, and it's a what have you done for me lately league, so that's the problem. Yeah, with a lot of things, quarterbacks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Running back. Um, now I will say. Um, if I was a head coach uh -huh. and I was wanting to pick a team to uh -huh. go to, and I want your pick on this too, what team would you personally want to take over as a head coach right now? If you're looking at this as a future job opportunity, Denver or Oakland. Really? Yep. Interesting. See, I would pick Oakland or I'd pick the Jags. Jags are in shambles. They are. For but at least, I would have I mean, a quarterback. Yeah, no, that's about all they got. I mean, But you got to think they have. And you a good... don't really know how good he really is. You know what I mean. <laughs> so it's going to take at least at least three to four years if you get good draft picks and free agents fall your way, right? To get back to where you were at. Um. And you got to build around him, you know. Yeah. Denver, right? All you really need, offensive line. And a quarterback. And a quarterback. Defense is stout. You don't really but, have the defense. I guess with Denver's situation, it's one thing to fix the O-line, right? It's another to fix your quarterback. Because it's not like they're guaranteed to get anyone here in free agency. It's not like we're – whoever we can possibly trade for, they're not – going to be as good as we need them to be unless a miracle happens and you get Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson I doubt it but that I don't see Wilson going anywhere and Rodgers might retire at the end of the year so <coughs> he did say that he uh was thinking more about like how long he actually did want to do it for so but I was thinking more so on the lines I personally, as a Broncos fan, would not want Aaron Rodgers on my team. That's just me. 
And it's not because I don't think he's a good quarterback. It's because I just don't want the drama that comes with having Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback. That's all. Because I do know what I'm getting. I'm getting a good quarterback and I'm getting a diva. So um, I just, that's my issue with the whole Aaron Rodgers thing going to Denver. Um, But I mean, yeah, I, I guess. Now, do you think Jim Harbaugh jumps on any of these opportunities if they come knocking? Yeah. Yeah? Where would you see him going the most if he got offered? Uh, Well, I mean, it's already out there that him and the Raiders kind of have mutual interests. Mm. Um, I that's hard to I say. Think, There's also rumors of him going to Miami too. Yeah, I heard more rumors of him going to Miami than anything. Which, if I was Denver, I'd be looking into him also. They should. You have a guy that I has. Think, I think experience. he's the top candidate out of everybody. Oh yeah, you talk about a guy that has experience coaching in the NFL, who's actually been successful as a coach right. in the NFL. And he's been able to build a roster that's gone to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. they didn't win, but it wasn't like they got demolished either. Almost. And then the power went out. And then they came. Yeah. Out. Yep. <clears throat> but, I mean, sometimes these coaches just need a break and come back and boom. Knock it out of the water. But, yeah. It, it is a really interesting situation i was a little surprised at the vikings firing uh their head coach but i'm interested to see what they'll do with kirk cousins because i could see them trading kirk cousins yeah yeah but we shall see. It'll be see, interesting. This report just came out saying Michigan source believes Jim Harbaugh would take Raiders head coaching job. Oof. See, now I wouldn't want to have Jim Harbaugh on the other side. No, because he's calling comfort blood this time. Yeah. And with he that, Raiders, never been, he should have never been fired from San Francisco in the first place. No, no, no. He was just the. Uh, he was a scapegoat. Yeah. <coughs> Which, ironically enough, uh, I guess not. I guess Chip Kelly t- took over after Harbaugh did, huh? And then they got Shanahan. Yeah. Jeez. Has it really been that long since Harbaugh's been in the NFL? Yeah, dude. Oh my gosh, dude. Time flies. That's insane. And if if Harbaugh's going to make a move, why not this year? Because you got leverage now with Michigan. Well, I just took you to a playoff. Yep. I got your program turned around. You want me to stick around or you want me to leave? Yep. Offer up the money. Smart business move. It is. I mean, he proved his worth this year. 
I think he's one step away from making that program top notch. I mean, they're already top notch, but no, like I, championship. I they can make them a they can make them an Ohio State. Yeah, year in year out contender. Now yeah. there's also another rumor. Of, speaking of Ohio State, of Ryan Day leaving to the NFL too. Mm. That would Which, be I have a hard time believing. Yeah. And I don't know if he would be good in the NFL. Yeah, you always take that 80-20 chance of them actually succeeding in the right. NFL. But, oh, then, uh, pretty interesting. For sure. At least, like, with Harbaugh, it's not like, it's not like you're starting over from scratch one. This is his first NFL coaching job. Like it's, you know, this is it. Like he's, he's been there, done that. He knows what he's doing, but yeah, shoot. I just, who knows what'll happen with that, but well, uh, other than that, any last words uh, for everyone? Like that pretty much sums up our, podcast for the week it's been fun it's nice it has to been be back fun. yeah it is it is it, nice to the be week back. Off, the week off was nice while it lasted but it's it's time to come back <laughs> right. a lot of stuff happened it's oh yeah week. we might have a little bit more news next week uh mlb negotiations are going to happen again here soon True, we'll true, see if true. the uh, baseball season comes back or not. So we'll have mm-hmm. updates on that. Mm-hmm. And uh, more NFL playoff talk. Yes, sir. So more predictions. Yep. All righty. Well, all of you lovely people out there, have a beautiful rest of your day, night, whenever you're listening to us. And stay safe out there. We'll catch you next week. Adios.